When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, Kristen talks about her newfound single life. Her flower is open to many men now. And I love talking about it. She's giving a little rundown of a date that she had that did not go so well and the signs that she gave to the guy that it was not going so well that he did not pick up on. We also have Sean for help a brother out. We're going to talk to him about getting over approach anxiety and stating your intentions. So keep listening. Hey guys, welcome welcome to the Ask Women Podcast. You get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, a comedian and your host here, of course, with Marnie Kinneris. She is the owner of WingGirlMethod.com, which I'm sure you've heard of at this point. Um, a single comedian. And now I'm a single comedian female. Single girl in the city. Well, now I'm a female. I wasn't a female before. Right. No, actually, now you are a female. It's so funny. <laughs> like, it really was that relationship that was turning you into a well, testosterone-driven masculine I, Well, it was just so, you know, fruit. I mean... It wasn't awful, but there was just so much negativity that I feel like I just kind of was carrying it around or yeah, something. Yeah, your vagina shut down. It did. It did. And now it's opened up. It was up closed for business. Like a little flower. <laughs> like a huge flower. Well, that, there's a really funny quote from the movie Three Amigos where <laughs> uh, if anyone listening knows Three Amigos, El Guapo says, um, you know, it opens up like a flower. And then he says, the other guy's like, well, what if it doesn't open? He's like, then I will make her open it or something. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Some, well, yours is open. Well, I don't know about that. Yours is open. It's open don't for business. I'm not saying you're going to be like slutting it up in Los Angeles, but I'm saying you seem open, just open in general, and I think you're you're enjoying. Well, I feel it. like revigorated. Good, I do. I think that's awesome. Well, that's refreshing news for anybody who is contemplating a breakup or who is going through a breakup right now, just to hear that there is sort of light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, which is awesome. Which is your vagina tunnel. Which is, yeah, the <laughs> vagina tunnel of Kristen. Um, <laughs> so today we're doing another episode of Help a Brother Out. We have Sean, um, who I did a session with, and we're going to play that episode. But um, I I did want to talk to you a little bit about some of your experiences of enjoying yourself are you open to talking about some of that well a little bit i've okay so i went on i went on two dates okay well like two i went out with two different guys one well one was awful okay it was a really really bad why because um i well first of all i wasn't super attracted to him but i thought well maybe we had enough he like had larry david listen to his profile so i was like oh maybe we'll have enough in common that'll like i would be or something um or at least the same sense of humor and view of the world right and so um it was like as soon as we sat down, all of a sudden it was just him like being like braggadocio or whatever. Really? Like just bra- like talking about. Give me an example. He's a screenwriter. So, you know, like, oh, I wrote, you know, when I sold this and I sold that. And then, you know, I've got this director who's really interested in what I'm doing. And it, he just went on and on and on. And so I was just sitting there kind of nodding like, yeah, I mean, it's cool because I like I'm trying to sell screenplays and 
so I can learn from him. But there was it was just so much of a like listing off of yeah. accomplishments. What would have been a better way for him? Like to he do graduated it? from high school early. Like he graduated from high school when he was sixteen. That was like the first thing he started talking about. So immediately, so he like basically listed his resume to you. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't attractive because I mean we've talked about that kind of guys listing facts versus having conversation. So what would have been a conversational way of him relaying that same information that wouldn't have turned you off but actually could have engaged you in conversation well ask because i had said oh well, i also write screenplays so maybe asking, he didn't even ask like oh not until later not until way later when i kind of re reinitiated that conversation because i was kind of like all right i'm sick of listening to you so then i started right. to talk about myself but um also in a way where i think if he spoke in a way in which wasn't so matter of fact like i i i i i yes it was very much um I felt like I was at a business meeting rather than trying to have a conversation that goes both ways. Um, I mean, that sounds a little bit common sensey, but... No, but um, can you give an example, like this versus that? So, um, say we sit down and he's like... And I said, oh yeah, what do you do? Because he, he didn't have it written on his profile, but I, I looked him up because I had a common connection so I could see his last name. So I knew he was a writer. So I knew that going into it, but I, he didn't know I knew. Right. So I said, so what do you do? Cause it's, you know, not even on your resume. He's like, well, I went to UCLA for film and, um, I went there when I was like 16 or 17 cause I graduated high school when I was 16 and I wanted to get away from my family. Um, and so I, uh, went to school and knew exactly what I wanted. And I have a lot of like drive and confidence and I have a big ego. He actually said that he, the, one of the first things he said was, um, I love working with actors cause I love people with big egos and you're like wrong person to be having dinner with. Yeah. I do not have an ego. Yeah. And I said, well, I'm the, kind of the polar opposite. Like I'm very self-deprecating and I would just assume someone who was into Larry would also be would also be more self-deprecating, but he wasn't. He was like very, very confident and very much like I deserve success, and that's how he was expressing it. Rather than like, you know, I when I was younger, I you know didn't I didn't like get enough attention from my mom, and I really felt like what I wanted to do was just be successful so that I could feel some sort of satisfaction. So what's the Instead difference? Instead of saying something like that, like yeah. saying something like that, he didn't. But what is say the that. difference for you? Like, is is the first part the first version intimidating, or is it just it's boring? It's because I don't know you well enough to care at this point about your facts. Right. So your data points. Yeah. It's almost like in a screenplay or a movie, you have to establish the character first as sympathetic. So that, that is interesting because he is a writer. Right. And so, so. Yeah. He should know that. I guess he thought his Bumble profile did that for him. Well, his Bumble profile, I can see now he did have an ego like in now that I look back at the pictures, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't have thought that originally. Um, you just look at the Larry Dave. You're like, done. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, I did. Is that what you I, search for on Bumble? I wish you could. You can't search yeah. for that. It was just I came across and I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, but he was, and just for bald bald guys out there, he was totally, totally bald, completely shaved head. Yeah. Because he, he said he was losing his hair, and so he just shaved it all. Um, so guys who have I'm no sure hair, you told like, you how fucking good he looks. People will go out with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was funny. Including Kristen. If you like Larry. Right. So, um, so then what happened was um, we... I tried my dog is having problems right now he's he's drinking a lot of water so he has to urinate a lot and so it sounded like an excuse but toward the like, I gotta go I w- eventually was like I, I really got to take my dog out and he was like oh I'll come with you I'll walk him with you and it was like I wasn't giving any sort of hints that that was what I was looking for right and so I was I, he still said friendly yes. I was like okay oh, like God. you know I didn't 
know how to say like, no, that's okay. Like I just was like, okay. And mm-hmm. then he, which a lot of girls do. Yeah. And again, because you don't want to be rude and you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. And I could tell that he was enjoying himself because he was like talking and bragging and like yeah. I was listening and I was being an active listener. Um, so, so he felt good. He felt good, but I didn't feel the same way at all. And so I also said, cause I'm moving right now. And so my apartment is total, a total disaster. It's gross. I've just let everything go. It's everything's in boxes. Nothing's on the wall. Right, kind of like how you were before the end of your relationship. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm sleeping on the couch. It's, it's just not like a good, there's no bed there. You know, right. I just, so I had said when he was like, oh, it's all right. I'll come with you. What my go-to was, which is true. I was like, I don't want anyone to see my apartment. Like you can't come upstairs because my apartment's disgusting. He's like, I don't care. And I was like, well, I kind of do. And right. I said now three times yeah, that I don't want to come here. upstairs. And he did anyway. And I didn't feel... Yeah, and it was like that ego thing. I know, Trisha's like, Trisha's going, that's Ew. horrible. I know. Because it is. It's like now you're being very clear with your communication, saying, yeah. I, like, I don't want you to. Yeah, it wasn't like I was like, no, maybe you shouldn't. I was like, I don't want you to come upstairs. And he was like, it's okay, I'll come anyway. So I was starting to now, because now we're several hours into, we had gone Jesus. to dinner and then we went somewhere after. And so now I'm in probably the fourth hour of this Right, and he's evening. thinking I'm getting laid for yeah. sure. I said to him, I go, we're not hooking up or anything. Yeah. When he like came upstairs. Um and I was awkward about it, but I did say it. Good, good. So, um, so anyway, we. Um, Isn't it funny that you just allow strangers to come into your apartment? Yeah, I was like, I hope also he's not don't a rapist. Like. <laughs> yeah. The only thing was, he was like kind of small, so I was like, maybe I could beat him off if <laughs> yeah. that was the case. He didn't look that strong. Um, <laughs> you do have your dog there, so you'd be. Okay. Yeah, my dog would be barking like a maniac. Right. Um, so, anyway, he came upstairs. I got the dog. I did like a super short walk. I was like, I'm gonna keep it really short. And then I go, because he wanted to then go somewhere afterward to get this stupid gin that he wanted to show me. And I like pray to God he doesn't listen to this episode because I did tell him I have a podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this could go really poorly. Um, but then he um, wanted to go try this, get let me try this other gin somewhere. But we hadn't, I didn't know where it was. We were, it's, now it's like one in the morning. I don't want to now go. I'm tired. Right. So I go, you know, what, I'm just going to. Oh, my dog actually started barking and I said, okay, well that's, I'm going to go back upstairs cause he's, he's making a lot of noise. It's one in the morning and right. I don't, you know, so I'm going to just go back upstairs and he's like, okay, I'll come with you. Jeez. And that's when I was like, we're not hooking up. And he just, I mean, talk about not getting the hint. Like he wasn't wearing his glasses and I feel like he didn't see the clues. <laughs> right. Um, because he does wear glasses, but he just wasn't wearing them. So anyway, um, he came back upstairs. I didn't give, offer him anything to drink. And he was like, do you want some gum? I'm really thirsty. And I go, and I was like, oh, yeah, sorry, I didn't offer you something to drink. And, so and you like, still didn't offer no, it? No, I did. And then <laughs> I was like, I have this, so he drank his whatever. And then he saw that I had a Costanza necklace. And he's like, that's such a turn on. And he tried to kiss me. It was really bad. And I was like, cheek, please. Like, uh, it was, it was just. And then you're like, bye. Yeah, yeah. So See I was like, I'll walk you to the elevator. Bye. Yeah. And then he's texted me like twice and I'm not really responding. I'll re- like, do, okay, like, so there's a whole response. bunch of signs here that Kristen the, is pointing out. And it, it, he's which sucks. not looking at it, it. sucks because for a lot of men, if they're having a really good time, these are subtle cues. For me, these are like you basically like holding up a sign saying stop and screaming in his face. I fucking hate you. But for him, he's like, oh, she's listening. She's asking me questions. She's like into what I have to say. And she's making an excuse to go back to her apartment to take her dog for a walk <laughs> right. and then saying, oh, I'm so embarrassed by my apartment. That's really cute. Right. But if he were to actually open his eyes and see the things that you were doing, your body language, not offering him water, continuously saying, like, we're not going to make out in a, in a stern voice, not in a playful, fun, flirtatious yeah. voice. Yeah. Those are all signs that it's not going well right. and that 
it's not going to happen. Yeah. And that actually, if you want to save it even a little bit, you could actually respect those signs and say, okay, now I get it. Yeah. I totally yeah. understand. I mean, if he just... And then follow up afterwards. Yeah. If When I said, I've got to go take my dog out, and he was like, well, it was super nice hanging out with you. Not that it would have been a turn on, but it would have been like, oh, this guy kind of somewhat is reading me at least and yeah. kind of gets started. or at least offered and said you know what like, like I'll go back with you for sure I want to continue the night and if you said no it's okay I'm going to go back with my dog then he could have been okay I yeah. get it and the thing is I didn't do that initially because I really didn't know I was like oh, okay you know like and I did not have like a thrill in my voice like yeah like come back right I was just like oh okay whatever um and so I I wasn't super clear but again I think women do read signs and we read signs too much that it might hinder our ability to enjoy ourselves or something. Mm-hmm. Cause if we're into a guy, Oh, and, and they give so, any sign. Right. And we're so paranoid. Does he like me? Does he not like me that we're looking for all those signs? But I think the guy just is factual. It's like, okay, she's talking to me. She's looking at me. Eye contact. Eye contact. Nodded her head, said yes. Another sign that I did give, which I, again, is very subtle. And I do apologize to men for being so subtle. But I was like insisting to like pay for my own drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a huge. It's a I know Trisha. She's, she's like, like mm, yes, that is true. Girl. If you offer more than three times, you want to pay for yeah. that drink because you do not want I to offer up anything. anything. Exactly. Yeah. And so every time he said no, he was very gentlemanly, I guess, about it. But I really was like, no, no, no. Honestly, it's okay. I'll get my drink. Like, and he didn't. So he didn't take the hint there. Interesting. I'm like, I am really poor, but also willing to buy my own drink. <laughs> right. That's a sign, dude. Yeah, exactly. That I'm not into. <laughs> that was perfect. Okay, so those are really good signs for guys to pay attention to. And I, I you But know, I also had a good date. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's save that for okay. our, our next episode because we have um, my uh, coaching call with Sean that I want you to listen to. Um, and then we actually have Sean coming back on the phone Right? That's what we're doing? Yeah, for a second follow-up call. So, here's Sean. All right. So, we have another brother for Help Another Brother Out. Um, I have been getting tons of emails from guys. And, obviously, I want to help everybody that writes into us. Um, But this email really stuck out for me. I think it was the fact that he uh, is a manager at a, a Tesla uh, <laughs> car, well, I can't even speak. Um, at Tesla, like a, Tesla Motors. Te- yeah, Tesla Motors. I, I'm thinking maybe I can get a free car, so obviously I want to have you on the show. <laughs> that was my incentive for having you on the show. No, but I'm just joking. But um, you also s- said some really wonderful things in your email to me, and I want to hear it firsthand from you. I want to hear what you need my help with, uh, what's going on with you, and and how I can help. Sure. Perfect. So what do you want to know first? Everything? Yeah, I want to know everything. Why Why did you think to write to me? And why do you think that I can help you? Sure. Okay. So. Why do you have you know, faith in me when I don't you, have faith I've, in myself? <laughs> I've been listening to your show for a while now. Um, as well as reading your materials. I did uh, buy some of your programs. And I've practiced them on and off. Um, but more so, I'm, I'm the type who reads it and then doesn't go out and practice um, so that's one of my shortcomings, I would say, in that, you know, I, I don't, I hold myself accountable in a lot of areas of my life, work being one of them. Yeah. I do work a lot of hours, which makes it difficult to sometimes go out and practice approaching women, people in general. Uh, I also work, are working at Tesla and even previously Ernst and Young, a lot of guys in the office that I work in. So, right. um, I don't have that many opportunities to do it at work either. I am close with a bunch of the women that I work with. Um, have no issues talking 
to girls that I'm friends with. Uh, it's just a matter of, I think, if, if you want to know where I'm struggling, I think it's both in the approach. I, I'm not good at approaching. I, you know, if I see a group of girls that I find attractive, you know, I start to overthink it. I can't think of words to say. Um, I, I struggle with that problem that a lot of guys struggle with. Um, I, I guess I kind of put them on a pedestal and I don't go out of my, my way to approach other groups that I may not find attractive, which I know would help with confidence based upon um, everything I've learned from you. Um, but yeah, so that, that's, a, that's definitely an area I struggle with. But like I said, I do have um, a lot of friends, both so I, I guess let me let me back up a little bit. So I live in the Bay Area. Um, I've been here my whole life. I grew up north of San Francisco, went to school in Santa Clara in the South Bay, currently live in San Jose. I lived in San Francisco for a while. So I do have a lot of friends in the area. I've mm-hmm. uh, lived with people from Craigslist, met girls that way, have a bunch of attractive girlfriends in San Francisco, a few in San Jose. Um, some of my sister's friends, they find me very attractive. Uh, I you will say, say you sound attractive I, from your voice. You sound attractive. Like I can, <laughs> I, I can sense Thank confidence. You. you carry yourself well. You sound like a fun person. Okay, sorry to interrupt I, you. I, I like I like to think so. Um, and I I do have confidence, and I I'm comfortable in my own skin. It's just when I find a girl that I like that I'm attracted to, everything kind of goes to shit. Okay, um, I lose that confidence. I do you know do you know what you're replacing say. that confidence with? Like is it just blank space in your head or is it another story that you're telling yourself that if you say it's something just nerves. Okay, so it's just it's nerves. nerves. Like I will notice my my voice will change, the tone of my voice will change. Um I won't be able to think of things to say sometimes. Okay. Uh I don't know. I don't you, know what it is. But you have no I, problems I, doing that in other times. Like your conversation skills are pretty solid. You can have good conversation back and forth. It's just when you yeah. get nervous. Yeah. Okay. So th- not that this is an easy fix because you're working on your nerves, but it's something that requires practice and, and putting you into this situation more often so that you can start to build confidence. That That's really all that I'm hearing. You, you have all the skill sets already. Right. You know that if you weren't so nervous and your nerves weren't taking over for you, then you would know the right things to say. So right. number I think, one, I think I have a lot within me to, to build upon. Um, I can, I, I can hear that you do. The, I can, I can actually back, hear it in your voice that you do. I know, I know that you do already. I know who you are. Going back to the account, uh, accountability part. I think it's just having someone else. Hopefully maybe that's you. Um, someone else to kind of hold me accountable. Cause I'm not very good at doing it in this area of my life. I'm making sure I do go approach 10 people a day those kind of tips that I've learned from you, but actually putting them into but practice, I think I that. just need someone to, I, I'm, I'm not really right now. Okay. And um, why not? Like what, what, where is the accountability <laughs> issue? Is it because there's no one that's watching you to make sure that you do it? I, I guess. Okay. Um, and it's easy to just say, oh, I won't do it today. Yeah. Okay. So how? I, I figure that's probably a lot of people. So okay. So then, wh- um, oh, he's calling me on Skype right now. So then, how can I help you? Like, if 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 you're going to be accountable to me, and I'm going to say that I want you to approach ten people a day, and I want you to email me about it, 
will you do that? Yes, I think this is going to be key. Okay. Because it's not, you know, this isn't something I talk about with people, with other people, with my friends, that I'm trying to improve these skills. I don't, I, I guess I could, but it's not something I like to, you know, tell my friends. But no, I, I totally I, understand. I find that, that it, I suck in that area. Right, but you could also spin it to 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 whatever angle that you like, because you're not saying to your friends, I totally suck at this and I beat myself about up about it and I have a low confidence. You're saying, yeah. like, let's play a game with approaching. I need you to push me to do a couple of things because I have a hurdle that I'm trying to overcome or I really want to, like, up my game. Any any other guy that you talk to can understand that you want to get better with women, right? So it, it's the way that you frame it to yourself and the way that you frame it to them, if you do want to call on your friends to help you. But obviously... You are doing help a brother out, and I want to help a brother out. Um, but all that I need from you is for you to actually use me. And so if yeah. I can have that promise from you that you will email me every single day after your approaches and tell me about the approaches, then I can definitely be on board to hold you accountable to approach women. So do I have a promise sure. from you? That you'll, you'll do that? Yes, I okay. promise I will do that. Okay, so here's a couple of things that I want you to do when you approach, okay? So I, I'm sure if you listen to my podcast, if you read my materials, you've heard me talk about the rubber band that I wear on my wrist before. Yeah. Okay, so I, I'll, for anybody who's listening who doesn't know, I wear, it's actually a hair elastic. It started off as a rubber band, but now it's a hair elastic that I wear around my wrist. Usually it's to put my hair up, but most often it just sits on my wrist, and when I used to have... Um, approaching issues and confidence issues, which I, I still do sometimes. Um, what I used to do was I would say to myself, okay, there's something that I want to do. And instead of talking myself out of doing that thing, I would go three, two, one, go. And I would snap my wrist with a rubber band or hair elastic. And then I had to do whatever it was that I was afraid to do. Like the snap on my wrist was the signal that set. It's like hitting a horse on its ass. You know, it's like that was, that was me being hit on the ass and, and motivated to go do it. So that's one thing that I would love for you to implement, either find something that is similar to that, that works for you or, or just use the rubber band. Cause that's going to, the rubber band on your wrist is going to be the reminder that I am there smacking your ass and telling you to go after something. <clears throat> so that's the sure. first thing. The second thing <clears throat> Sorry, I'm like grossly clearing my throat. Um, the second thing is that I want you to announce elephants to people. I want you, when you do make that approach, first of all, to just be okay with saying hi. Like the first step right now is just to get you into those interactions and getting over that hump of being afraid to approach. And just the success is just you saying hi for right now. And if you want to continue talking afterwards, I want you to say, if you are nervous, I want you to say, whoa, I'm nervous right now. Or, oh my God, my voice just cracked. I must be nervous talking to you. So I, I want you to call attention to all of the things that are going on within your body that this person is not able to see. The reason I want you to do okay. this is because when you say these things out loud, you don't have to cover them up anymore. You don't have to pretend that that other person can't. Well, usually they can't see what's going on with you, but you're not trying to cover up what's going on with you. You're saying, that's fine. I, I'm nervous right now. Oh, my God, my stomach is going crazy coming over and talking to you. Women do not have that effect on me. Saying that stuff out loud releases it 
from you and can calm you down because then it's out there and you don't have to cover it up anymore. So those are the right. few things that I really want you to work on over the next week, a week and a half before we talk again, um, that I think will help get you started in getting over your approach anxiety. Because the, the truth is, is that you just have to do it. Anything that scares you, you just have to do it. Obviously, there's a little bit of knowledge that you want to be armed with. And the knowledge that I'm going to give you is that nobody's going to punch you in the face. Nobody's going to hate you. And at the end of the day, you're going to feel better about yourself because you're doing something. And that is going to build your confidence and calm you down because you'll realize it's not that big a deal. And you, I'm telling you, I can hear that you're cute. So I'm telling you that you are not going to be unwelcomed by women that you approach. And if anything, if you can say, I'm really nervous right now, you can pull that off properly and say that in a calm and confident way. I think women will find that a little bit endearing. Gotcha. So I think it'll be good. Okay. Yeah. So, that, that's that second tip is not one that I remember. Which one? Hearing from your podcast. Um, the one that you were just saying to like call out your, Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I talk about that all the time. So, yes. So, call out your elephant. Like, just, I find that to be the easiest. If I have, like, a zit on my face that I'm focusing on and all I can think is, oh, my God, all they're looking at is my zit, I, I'll say it out loud. Okay. Oh, my God, I can't. You're staring at my zit right now. I know you are. Or I'm so uncomfortable about this huge zit that's on my face. It just helps me calm down and stops me from having those insecure, stupid fixations that we all have when something is going on that other people aren't really as focused on. We're hyper-focused on those things because we're uncomfortable with them. So right. that, that's a, something I'll, that will really help. I'll make an analogy on that one. It's like my hair because I definitely have some receding hairline. And, you know, while I was letting it grow and, um, you know, it's definitely something that's on my mind and a lot of guys struggle with that. Yeah. And I recently, my best friend convinced me after a few drinks to <laughs> to shave it. And I did. And ever since then, I haven't looked back and nice. a lot of compliments and okay. it's something I don't even think about anymore. So Good. Um, similar sort of results. No, it, it is very so similar. It's like finally calling attention to it. something that makes you uncomfortable mm-hmm. and saying like, fuck it. Like, let's just get rid of it. Let's just just put that out there and just like shave my head or call attention to my zit or tell somebody that I'm nervous <laughs> talking to them because they're super attractive. I was watching... Um, the Bachelorette last night. This is going to air a little bit later, but the the Bachelorette premiered last night, and there was this right. one guy who was cute and goofy. Who is a singer songwriter? He came in playing her a song, and it was really cute. But then the way, but it wasn't like pathetic. Like there's some guys who can do something like that, and it can be pathetic. But he carried himself really well. He was very confident in what he was doing. He didn't go over the top trying to say like I'm the best singer in the world. Pay attention to me. He really just like authentically wanted to show off his talents, uh, but also have a nice introduction to The Bachelorette. Anyway, so later on in the night, the two of them are talking, and you can tell that he's like a very sweet guy, but he's very good with putting his intentions out there. He was touching her. He was holding her hands, and it wasn't in like a creepy, gropey type of way. He was doing it, again, in a firm, assertive, and confident way, but at that same time that he was doing all of that, and she was being very responsive to him, like not in a friendly way, in a I'm attracted to you way. He was saying, I I have to tell you, you are way more beautiful in person. And 
I, I can't even talk to you right now. Like I, I, I'm stumbling over my words. Like he, he was saying those words and you could see her become more attracted to him because he was, and he went on and on. And like for somebody else saying that same thing, it could come off as quite pathetic, but the way that he did it was very endearing and you you could tell that she liked him more because he was saying those things out loud i'd love for you to go i mean i don't i'm not suggesting to go watch the whole season of the bachelorette even though it's a fantastic show but go watch the first episode of the bachelorette and you'll see who i'm talking about and he just i was in a room with with four other women and we all kind of said the same thing and we we like all tilted our head and said oh he's cute like so it 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 wasn't pathetic to announce your elephant. It wasn't pathetic that he was telling her, like, you're making me nervous right now and I'm tripping over my words. It was very vulnerable and authentic and, like, kind of attractive. So my point is, is that that can actually also earn you brownie points with a girl. As long as you're you're also carrying yourself well, um, your body language, language isn't all, you know, crumpled over and you're covering up your body, you're not making eye contact. If, it, if you can own the fact that you're kind of uncomfortable and say it to a woman that you're approaching, it will, it will do very well for you. And that can help you relax, help her become more attracted to you because you're showing her this vulnerable side of you. And then you can move forward in your conversation. And that's the next step afterwards is, is like helping you continue the conversation, which I'm kind of guessing you, you don't really have trouble with. I think that first yeah, hurdle is the hardest part for you. It's that. And it's also showing my intentions. Like okay. I have no issues talking, um, but I have been friend zoned. basically friends on my entire freshman year of college. Back in the so, so just, um, just one year of your life. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I look back on it like that, but, oh, well, that's in the past. Uh, I don't really allow that anymore to happen, which is for better or worse. Um, But definitely showing my intentions is another area, but I feel like I want to get down this approach thing first so I can meet more women, (laughs) and then I will work on the escalation and showing my intention. Yes. And actually I have a new product that's coming out that, um, is written by one of my wing girls. I'm, I'm editing it right now. Um, because I want it to be wing girl approved. Um, but maybe I'll give you like a little sneak preview of the product. Once we get past this approaching issue and, uh, well, I'll see what you think. You can give me your feedback on the program. Um, but then also you can utilize the information and it's all about flirting. So it's about the three phases of flirting. There's, you know what? I don't even remember what it's like initiation, escalation, and intoxication. I think that those are the three phases anyway, but it talks about how you have to be sure that if you are escalating with women, you are going through each of those three phases, but you can't skip a phase or else you're going to be like totally creepy, too sexual. And, uh, women are going to be totally turned off by you. Anyway, I'll give, I'll give you a free copy of that, but I want to like, kick ass in the approaching section first. One thing I did want to comment on is you you mentioned a couple of times, I don't have time because I work so much. Um, That's something that you and I are going to work on through our email coaching in between is because I want to find out more about your schedule and times that you can put aside for being social, not going to a bar, but being social and, and actually 
meeting women. So keep that in mind when you're writing to me that that's something that I want to work on with you um, and try and give you a better plan of attack of how to allocate your time for a big goal that you have in your life. So starting from today, I'm going to off air, I'll give you an email address that I want you to email me at, and I want you to start your approaches today. I want you to approach 10 women that you are attracted to every single day. And you cannot go home until you approach those women. And at the end of the day or the next morning, you email me and you tell me about your interactions, like a brief little rundown, how you felt, what you thought, how the interactions went, what you said, your insecurities. I want you to just dump all of it onto me. I'm going to take it in and I'm going to respond within 24 hours. Okay? Okay. Okay. Thank Perfect. You. All right. Well, then we'll be in touch tomorrow and then we'll we'll get you back on to check in in a couple of weeks. All right. Perfect. Okay, cool. And it's a couple of weeks later. Is it? Was it that long <laughs> yeah, ago? Yeah, it's a couple of weeks later. So we have Sean on the phone. Hey, Sean. Hello? Sean? Maybe we don't have Sean on the phone. We do? Shawnee boy. Sean, are you there? Is it S-H-A-W-N or S-E-A-N? S-E-A-N. Is he there? I hear some, like, crinkling. Sean, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, Sean's here. Wonderful. Okay. Well, we just listened to uh, your first session with me, and it's been a couple of weeks since we talked with each other. You've obviously given me you know, a little bit of a rundown of what's going on, but I'd love for you to tell people what's happened since that first coaching call. Um, and then I definitely want to, you know, start working with you on the intention portion and the escalation, but let's, let's hear a little bit of a, of a rundown and update on what's been going on since we spoke. Playboy radio swing. One of the couples asked us if uh, we could teach her how to ride the Sibian. Because I'm known for... I guess that's a giggle. <laughs> that's a giggle. Uh, I have a nice reputation, I guess, and I did this in Calgary last year of introducing a few ladies to the Sibian, and uh-huh. they, they had multiple orgasms, and they actually squirted vaginally, yeah. and so I uh, had the opportunity to teach someone that this year. Fun time. Thank you, Minaj, for... Uh, not Nicki Minaj. Thank you, Minaj. <laughs> Sorry, like thank you, Minaj, for hosting and uh, the Taboo Both shows. Nights. Both nights. It was, it was just a lot of fun, and you and I had some playtime. We had a lot of social time. and A lot of kinky stuff there, too. A lot of kinky stuff. It's also a BDSM location, unlike some of the other clubs that don't have the toys and the props and the, mm-hmm. the tools, so to speak, to use. There was tools, like yep. literal power tools. Power drill with a large pink dildo on the end of yes. it. Yes. That could be used. I'm not kidding. Yeah. And the penis, the dildo goes in and out, in and out, in and out, and you really have to be careful how you jack that up. No oh, problem. yeah. No pun intended. Someone might be hurt after. No, and we'll you be can ho- poke an eye out with we'll, that thing. <laughs> seriously, we'll be hosting an after party this weekend at Edmonton. Check out the tabooshows.com or us at Swingtime69. Catch Swing right here on Playboy Radio. Thanks for listening to Playboy Radio. You want to hear more? Catch us on TuneIn.com slash Playboy. We promise you won't be disappointed. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Thanks for listening to PlayboyRadio.com. Now, back to the show. 
Yeah, um, sure. So a good amount has happened, at least in terms of as compared to prior to our call and prior to me starting this, um, I guess, effort. And as I sent you in one of the updates, I had gone to that concert, that three-day festival yeah. in Napa. Um, I was working on some approaches prior to that, not quite hitting the numbers, like the 10 a day, but definitely doing some random ones trying to find some girls, um, which is kind of difficult to find opportunities around the Bay Area. I tried like the subway. Um, there was one day where the Warriors were playing. And I decided well, I'm just going to go up to San Francisco to watch it uh, just so I, I can like take Bart up there from yeah. San Jose. Okay. So trying to do some of those things. And, and again, the opportunities that they weren't, <laughs> that was on a Sunday. So I guess Bart wasn't as packed as it usually is, but right. they weren't. Um, there weren't that many, but I tried to make the most of it. And then especially I've gotten a lot more comfortable when I see an opportunity present itself, uh, be it a girl on her own, um, be it at a bar. If I see her and we lock eyes and smile, I'll go, go approach her. I'm feeling a lot more confident doing that. But so I went to that, that festival and was doing, was over with my sisters and, and her friends and, was at a silent disco thing, and I just made an effort. Um, I kind of danced disco? my way away yeah. from that crew. Silent disco, it's this new trend that's taking over. The first time I'd heard of it, I was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, but yeah. it's actually really cool. And what's awesome about it is, for purposes of this, um, like I said, I kind of danced my way away from the crew and saw this girl who was cute, smiled at her, uh, and then just went up, and we started dancing, and then... What's cool about it, they give you these headphones, everybody's on the same music, so you're still on the same rhythm. But then when you want to talk to the person, you can just take off your headphones and there's oh, no music. It's cool. not like a club. My God, that is such a good idea. a good idea. So it was perfect. So we started talking wow. and then we danced some more and talked some more and then took off um, and then left the concert together and we were going to go back to her place. And long story wow. short, I told you there was some drama mm-hmm. uh, going on back at her place there wasn't really room or I didn't feel the, I guess, invitation to bring her back to my place or to where I was staying, which is my sister's friend spot. So I didn't get the invite back because her friend basically, basically said, no, um, your feedback was that I should have maybe pushed, played around with it a little bit more, which is true. Uh, played around, not pushed, but didn't. But so we parted ways. Okay. Have you yeah, talked so since? We parted ways. Um, stayed in touch. Uh, we were texting back and forth throughout the week. Um, and then I set up a date for Actually, that following what, Friday. Can you just say what, this, can you say what the suggestion was that I did offer? I forget. Was it saying, like, oh, my God, let's avoid the drama. Why don't you, why don't you girls come back to my place? We can continue the Yeah, she day. had said something about not wanting randoms at at, at the their place, place because one of the guys was not yeah, yeah. Was not cool with it so, so when i was saying to play around you your, go, Ew, randoms. who wants them <laughs> come back to my place there's no randoms there yeah. and there's there's no drama sorry to interrupt you but just 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 like show what playing around actually looks like just to give it another shot right for sure okay. sorry to interrupt you continue um no all good so then i i set up a date with her I uh, continued to, to try the approaches throughout the week with some success. Also at the concert the next day, I uh, got a couple numbers. Just, again, kind of locking eyes, seeing a girl um, that didn't look like she was with another guy and just approaching. And well, so what what were you saying to get the phone numbers? Music, stuff like that. What were you saying to get the numbers? Um, typically, we'd talk for a while, and then I would just kind of 
either go on my way or yeah, go back to meet my sister or her friends and be like, can I get your number? Okay. Yeah. Before I leave. So it was just really simple like that. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then, yeah, so, so going back, so, so I think on the, just to kind of hit on the approach thing, um, I'm definitely more comfortable. So it's just a, a matter of doing it. You start to feel more confident. I still have a ways to go. I know. Um, because I will pass on opportunities sometimes when it doesn't seem ideal. Uh, and that's just my head kind of getting in the way, but I'm getting better at it. I know it takes time. So something I'm working on, but um, have definitely made some strides in that area. That's awesome. But, <laughs> so I set up this date with the girl and it was my first date in probably months and took her, picked her up at her place, uh, which is a little outside of San Francisco, was out of my way. We drove about 45 minutes into San Francisco, went to a sushi spot, pretty small and intimate. And, you know, great conversation the whole time. Um, just kind of, she was very communicative and uh, we had a lot in common. So we were just talking about a bunch of that stuff. Um, and even at the, the dinner table, we were touching hands, sitting across from each other because mm. that all that was possible. But we were touching hands and it got a little flirty and the dinner was great. And then afterwards uh, we were talking about where to go dancing and she threw out this little salsa bar in San Francisco. So we headed over there. Uh, awesome little setup with a bar and courtyard. And then on the other side, a dance floor with a live band. So we were talking next to the bar for another good 30 minutes, an hour. And we went over to the dance floor and we're doing some salsa and it was just, it was fun. And, then at the end of that, went to leave, and I was driving her back home and uh, stopped at a stoplight, and she undid her seatbelt, leaned over, and started making out with me. Wow. And this the car just behind us. Beeped? Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, That's like great. I said, it was going really well, and it went really well. And then we got back to her place, uh, made out a little bit more, and then she went in, and that was that. So what's so the- that's how that ended. And has it um, continued? So on that note, <laughs> mm-hmm. I did reach out to Marnie to give her an update um, shortly thereafter, a few days afterwards, and it it did. She was texting me and definitely seemed interested, and I was texting her back. But I'm not the biggest. I, I don't know. I have something. I, I'm just not great at texting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's something I, I know I need to work on, and I'm trying to. And I asked Marnie about a product that she recommended. Um, that I knew she had recommended in the past, which was the race, the priest guy and his book. Um, but so we were texting and, you know, I, I was a little unsure of it and I didn't want to be too aggressive, I guess. Um, there's some things going through my head saying, you know, telling me not to, I guess. I don't know why, but essentially like she, she's a year older, um, almost 30 and I don't know that I'm looking for a girlfriend right now uh, based upon some things going on in my life. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be in the Bay Area, things like that. So they just get in my head. And, and then with the texting, I just wasn't being very aggressive about it. I was taking my time to respond and she took her time. So I don't know if it kind of fell off because of the delays and response and she just was kind of fed up with it or... Um, yeah, I think it can certainly change. I don't know. It can certainly change the vibe. I know from just my own little experience. If 
I'm sorry. We were just talking about we this were just talking about this before um, before the show. Um, I went on a date with a guy and the dates are great, but then the tech he doesn't really text me and it confuses me and it makes yeah. me it makes me feel um, a little self-conscious like he doesn't like me really or so casual or he just wants to be casual which is totally fine but um it can kind of play now, with someone's feelings yeah it can it can definitely yeah. play with someone's feelings where she might say oh, okay well you don't want to write back to me then i'm not i'm not you don't excite me that much then anymore so she could move on to the next but i mean i think yeah. it sounds like what you're doing since you're not sure if you're going to be in the bay area and things it seems like you're dating for practice right now and dating for yeah. sport in a way so it's fine if that's, yeah, you know, if you, yeah. So if you don't really want to move to the next phase, I think what you're doing sounds fine and good. Yeah. But um, if you want to but, continue casually seeing people, yeah. you can also, just like I said in the, the first call that we had about announcing the elephant, you can say, I'm, I'm shit with texting. I'm so, I apologize for that. I'd rather speak on the phone or just make plans to see each other in person. Yeah. And it's actually interesting because I think a lot of the things, yeah. I think a lot of the things you guys talked about on your call and then right now are parallel to this date that I went on where, um, uh, I was very uncomfortable. Um, I'm kind of like you in a sense where when I'm intimidated by somebody, I shut down. Um, my personality goes away and I can't speak properly and things like that. So I understand. And so I went on a date with a guy cause my boyfriend and I broke up. So you'll hear that in upcoming episodes. Right. But, um, I, I, I went on a date with this guy. I found him incredibly attractive. Oh, it's okay. I mean, she's happy. It was, it was time. But so um, so I went on a, date up, on a date with a guy who was very, very attractive. I was very intimidated by him. I was incredibly uncomfortable in my own skin because I thought he was so attractive. So I did what Marnie suggests, which is I called it out. And I think it made him comfortable to say, well, I'm uncomfortable with my hairline. Like, cause you know, his hairline is receding a little bit too. So, um, it opened up, I think, like a sense of comfort with each other when I was like, you're so cute. I feel so awkward. I just, I don't do this often. And I feel like a 50 year old woman in like a divorce from a divorce club or something. And it really right. did make things go smoother. <laughs> so I think that was really good advice for Mar from Marnie. Um, and I know we have talked about that before, but I think doing that is cool. And if you do say yeah. I'm really bad at texting, um, or, or like, you oh, can okay. also, or you can also let a girl know, like you said, you have a hard time stating your intentions. You can let a girl know that you do just want to be casual because it does suck for the person on the other end that doesn't want to be casual. Um, that's kind of getting led on because someone does want to be casual. So they, they may be putting a lot of their heart and soul into the date or into you. Little do they know that you're maybe piecing out in a couple yeah. months. And so I do think it's fair. Like for example, for me, um, I may be moving to New York soon and I put on my, or when I've spoken with people over Bumble, they're like, do you want to hang out? And I'm like, well, sure. But just a heads up, I'm leaving most likely. So if you still want to hang and out, they're like, Cha -cha. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, I think letting, <laughs> letting people know where you stand is just respectful to them so that they're not wasting their time. Yeah. But it sounds like everything. I mean, yeah. you're, you do sound smooth. I have no idea what you look like, but you do sound really, um, he sounds good looking. You don't, yeah. You do sound good looking and you don't sound like you have, would have problems. So I'm actually surprised that you're on the phone with us currently. Yeah. Cause it seems like you've done really well. Like you've gotten numbers at these music fest, this music festival and you've gotten, couple dates so you just needed an extra just, little push and permission yeah to that's approach. what it seems like yeah. like which is what we said on our first call yeah, i feel no, like I you just need one and done together. yeah no, it's a lot of work yeah the texting is a lot of work i did get race's book and i quickly skimmed through it last night and one of my colleagues met a girl randomly over the weekend and she is going to put him in touch with her boss 
I'm his boss, and he put her in touch with me and gave her or gave me her number. So I was just texting her out of the blue. So I went, got his product, um, try it out. skimmed through it, and then put together what I thought was a pretty good first text later last night. And then she responded really well this morning. We've been kind of bantering, texting back and forth today. Um, so it's going really well. So I, okay, I guess good. I'm already learning from, from his product. And, good. And I think it's just partially more effort, not being as lazy about it with my text, putting a little bit more thought in, which can be hard with work sometimes. But, um, but you could also look at texting. Not having time and not being able to text her until 8 or 9 or 10 at night sometimes. I just need to take breaks and, and put a little bit more thought into them, I think. The, so, the thing is that you don't, it's just you don't have things. to. You just have to explain where you're coming from. If you don't hear from me until 9 o'clock, right. because yeah. I, I, don't get, I don't get off work until then. Right. But you can kind of maybe change the way yeah. that you're looking at the texting because you said it's a lot of work. So if there's a way to make it more playful and lighthearted, I, I mean, I don't know exactly what the exchanges are, but um, – Make it something that's flirty and fun, that's not heavy and daunting. I think he's saying it's a lot of work because no, he feels like he has to, to do it that's more a lot, often. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so for anybody who wants yeah. to check out Race's book, go to winggirlmethod.com slash text dash that dash girl, and you can uh, get a copy of Race's book. And I'll, I'll, I'll give, like, the same little disclaimer that I gave to you. Most of Race's material is geared towards people who are 25 and younger, but the principles behind what he's saying are fantastic. And if you can create your own template and your own versions from what he's saying underneath his actual examples, then you too can be really successful online. Really, all all that he's saying is to be fun, playful, and different, and engaging. And he gives tons of examples for every situation, like if a girl's flirting, uh, flaking on you, flirting, farting. if she's farting on you, yeah, all all different examples of everything. So um, I'm glad that you got that book. I'm glad that it's it's working for for you. Um, and just as Kristen said, I don't want yeah. it to be like a headache for you. So. If, if you're like, oh, I have to text during the day with this girl, you, you, you absolutely don't have to. You just have to set boundaries and be clear in communication so that she can understand what to expect from you. Either saying in person, you know what, I'm horrible with text and I'm usually not able to text until the end of the day, but I definitely want to hear from you. So like, feel free to text me. I just want to be able to get, get back to you uh, till the end of the day. That's clear communication. On, and then she can be like, oh. It's 2 o'clock, I text him, I haven't heard from him, but that's okay because he's told me I can't text until after 9 o'clock at night or the next morning. So it's just uh, it's setting up correct expectations for women. And I also agree with Kristen when she was saying, you're kind of just having fun right now. I wouldn't say to announce like on Bumble, I'm just here for something casual. I mean, you totally can. Uh, but I, I would say that, you know, communicating that you are casual with women through the things that you're possibly doing right now of like not as much communication, only making plans on the weekends, blah, blah, blah. Um, but if you if you do want to send that message, you can say to women like right now, you know, I'm, I really am just having fun, but I, I'm enjoying my time with you. I really am enjoying getting to know you. And that's then up to yeah. her to decide what she wants to do with that information. So I think it sounds like you're doing great. I am going to give you a copy of that flirting product uh, for selfish reasons because I really just want somebody to critique it and tell me if it <laughs> makes sense from a dude's point of view. Um, my wing girl worked really hard on it. I have edited it down. There's a video component to it. It's really good. So I'm going to give you a preview of it, and I would love to hear your feedback on it. Definitely. I mean, I think that's kind of, you know, I, I, again – 
kind of putting everything together is, is something I'm working on, but also the next step is escalating, um, showing that I'm really interested in, and then trying to, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And I, I will just tell my you. My intentions in some way. Yeah. And the thing <laughs> as is, opposed is that. To, I, I have been put in the friend zone in the past because I'm not that great at, at that. It's not the most comfortable thing. It doesn't just come to me naturally. Even with that date, you know, again, it was kind of hurt and um, initiating some of the physical touch well, and well, things like that and i definitely reciprocated and was good at that but um but it's funny because once she started doing things and you reciprocated what what was it in your head that said you can't do the same thing back like what like that you couldn't also wasn't. take i think with her I, with her i i did feel comfortable doing it um, okay. but i guess it's just getting to that point sometimes and then even beyond that um where i've struggled in the past and i haven't gotten back there yeah, since we've been talking, so okay. can, you know, can I'm you sure just tell me a little bit about what this similar is? to everything else, the texting, yeah. everything's coming back to me now. Some of the the past issues I've had with women. Okay, um, well, what what is it that you struggle with? I, I, I want to understand that struggle a little bit more. Like the struggle is, I'm going to get hit. It's not going to be reciprocated. Uh, she's going to hate me for doing this. No. It's too far. Like what um, are the, what are the struggles? I don't know. Just just feeling comfortable doing it, like touching. Okay. Women sometimes. I have a, I have a quick know, little I'm, exercise I'm for you. I actually put thought into it. Okay. What's okay. That? That's, I have a quick little exercise for you. It's called Get Touchy. So it's just about, you know, you have a lot of female friends. Um, I wouldn't say to do this to your sisters, but I would say like to your female friends. <laughs> well, you are Canadian. Ju- yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, just start testing out your touch on them and just say, like, I want to try something on you and I just want to see, like, does this feel good? Like, try different forms of touch on their forearm, other like not two sexual areas. I mean, if you want to escalate to the next level with with them, it might be nice. But I, it's just to get you some practice under your belt and getting comfortable well, with the way that you touch. On this date, this good date that I had, yeah. he was very, very comfortable with touch, and I'm I'm not. But it made me comfortable because he was so comfortable. But I thought what he did was really, it was cute because it wasn't timid, but it wasn't aggressive. But like he would take his hand. And like squeeze right above my knee, mm-hmm. almost like shake my leg a little bit. And it was like, it wasn't like, it wasn't so close to, you know, private parts that it made me uncomfortable. And it wasn't so soft and cheesy that I was right. like, oh, that's really like Fabio type move. And it's right. cheesy to me. So it was almost like a, like a reassurance, like, hey, and he, and I really liked that because it didn't make it didn't make it too extreme to like, we're going to do it right now and I'm going to like caress your back. You know, it was right. just like, a, hey, I'm touching you. I'm letting you know. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. And I'm totally okay with it. And then I started doing it to his leg. Well, see, there you go. That's yeah. a good, good little tip. Yeah. All right. So we, how many minutes do we have left? Well, and then it's it's beyond that too. It's it's like, okay, once the touching's initiated, say like we're back at my place or things like that. It's coming up with the right things to say, stuff like that. Still keeping it flirty. Um, that's definitely something I, I need to, to work on. Okay, gotcha. So I will send you over just that product, words. and then we'll talk in a couple of weeks, and I want you to go through that program and just uh, give me your feedback and then also see if that helps. If not, we will scratch the whole program and not sell it to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you so much for coming back on the show. I'm glad <laughs> that things are going so well. Uh, I think it sounds fantastic, but I will send that information to you, and then we'll we'll schedule another time for you to come back on. 
Sounds good. Awesome. Okay, thanks for coming back on. Um, And thank you to everybody that is listening. Anybody, I mean, before we sort of close it off for anybody who wants to do Help Brother Out, but if you want to write to me and write to us, ask at askwomenpodcast.com and just tell us why you would be a good candidate for uh, Help Brother Out, please do so. Send a picture, send a video. If you happen to live in Los Angeles, that's even better because then you can be live in studio with us and we can see your face and see your body language and that can help you even more. Like Justin, who, again, does not email me. I don't know what's wrong. He's like... Which one was Justin? Justin's the one that comes in studio. And, and he, he doesn't email back? He will not email me. It's really that's frustrating. He'll, he'll email like a sentence. I'm like, no, I want a full update and everything. Right, right. Anyway, if you want to be He's on Help Brother Out... TVs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then please write to ask at women po- ask at ask women podcast.com why do I trip over that uh, and say subject line help a brother out I want to be on the show picture video full description of why you should be our brother um, new episodes of the ask women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific don't be a loser please just subscribe and don't download individually. It's a waste of time and it's just like, it's pathetic. There's no point. You could be texting. Yes, you could be, exactly. Save that time for something else interesting with women. Thank you guys for listening to our show. You guys are awesome and wonderful and we'll see you next week.